Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Well, hey, girls, we are on season four of our Waves Ministry podcast, and girls, we are in the topic of brave conversations, and I have a new friend that is joining us today on the Waves Ministry podcast. Her name is Whitney Baldwin. Hey, Whitney. Hey, how's it going? Good. Girls, I got to tell you, so um, back in January, Brenna and myself, we went up to Nashville and we went to this special uh, retreat thing with Jen Tringale, um, who's a friend of Waves and has been for a long time. And Jen assigned us to tables to sit the first night. And if you know anything about me, I do not like being controlled on where to sit. And so I had a lot of anxiety over it. And I go into this like cute little cozy room and there is this group of small group of girls and Whitney was sitting directly across from me and Brenna and girls. She is so much fun. Like she, I couldn't have had a better table um, group than what we had. We had a lot of fun, didn't we, Whitney? <laughs> we did. And I was having the same exact thoughts prior to. I walked in the room and I was like, there's only five of us here. And it, it just was so perfect. I loved it so much. It was. It was. And we had like a cozy fire and everything. It was awesome in that cold weather. But girls, um, I think it took about 15 minutes and then our whole group was just roaring with laughter and had kindred spirits. And Whitney um, is actually in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and she is a part of Faith Christian Fellowship International, which is a Christian leadership organization um, that helps with people getting ordained and leadership training, launching people into ministry. And so she is a part of that organization, helps lead their podcasts and do the ordination stuff and all the technical stuff for the 501 see. Um, but she's basically a boss. So, (laughs) um, on top of that, she is a wife and a mom and just a fun girl. So Whitney, I'm so excited to have you on our podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the invite. It's seriously so amazing. What this ministry stands for is so deep in my heart. So I'm here to cheer you on and help any way I can. Well, Whitney, I just, is there anything about you that you want to tell to the girls that maybe I didn't cover that you're like, oh, I, they need to know this about me. Okay. Um, I was a cheerleader for the majority of my life. What? And (laughs) (laughs) I have had four knee surgeries because of it. Um, but the cheer nature in me just kind of stays there. So I'm really loud most of the time and really animated and a little bit dramatic. And it's okay. I don't embellish. I'm just dramatic. That's all right. Hey, no wonder we get along. I was should have known. That's awesome. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I feel like even in the, the moments of having that dinner conversation with you girls, um, up with Jen, you know, there's always those like conversation starter go-tos that you have, like whether you're standing in line for the bathroom or at in line for food or whatever, what is your conversation starter like go-to? Okay. It's always a compliment 
every single time. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's in a mutual friend's house or if I'm in a drive through line. Um, I will always compliment someone. Oh my gosh, your hair looks so pretty. Your makeup looks so great. Your nails. I feel like it's just a softener for everything. Yes. I, I would agree totally because it kind of disarms people for sure. It does. It really does. That's so good. Okay. So I know that we had quite a few conversations over that weekend in January uh, that were, that were intense, but good, good, brave conversations. But I, and the world has been having a lot of brave conversations over the last year, I would say, um, just things have been brought to the surface. Uh, but what is a brave conversation that you've been having over the last year? Well, um, boy, over the last year, well, I've had been having two major ones, actually. Um, the first one uh, was really about mental health and recognizing where you are emotionally and mentally um, and not being ashamed or afraid to say, this is how I'm feeling or this is what I'm experiencing. I'm sorry. My mom just started to call me. <laughs> You're good. I had to decline it. Um, so this is how I'm feeling and this is what I'm experiencing for so long. And it may be different because, you know, we come from different generations. I'm 33. So, you know, totally different than teenagers now are experiencing something that I never experienced. Um, but it, it was so shameful to say, I'm having anxiety or I'm feeling depressed. And over this last year being so isolated, it was so difficult to navigate through. And then I had three children on top of it. So trying to take care of them and teach them, um, you know, it was just really overwhelming to be honest. And even though I'm rooted and grounded in the word and know what God says about me, of course I took, I took my stance and I sought help when I needed it. But the key was just to acknowledge where you were, and that helped alleviate a lot of pressure. That's so good. The other, yeah, the other one was about race. Um, it, I have a 10-year-old, almost 11-year-old son, and his best friend is Black. So we had to have a lot of difficult conversations with him um, where we were uncomfortable, but we knew that that open dialogue was so important so he could see not necessarily the world, but so he could see a different point of view and why it's so important to treat everyone the same and respect everyone's heritage. That's so good. That's so, so good. You know, and you're right. Like those two things have been at the forefront, I feel like. Yeah. Um, because it's like the mental health issue, we cannot ignore it at this point. Like we mm -hmm. truly can't. <laughs> and the racism thing, we can't either. Like, like it has to be addressed. Um, was there a breaking point that led you to be brave enough to have a conversation? <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Uh, with the race conversation, it was, um, right after George Floyd and all of the, uh, uh, protests began and rioting began. I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and what most people don't know is that Tulsa has a long history of um, racial unrest. We had the 1920 race riots. Um, it was the largest 
I don't even know what you call it. It was huge. The entire city was burned, basically. Wow. We don't know how many people were killed based off of, you know, they just kind of unfortunately threw people in a hole and buried it and tried to cover it up. I grew up here and I did not know about it. Wow. Yeah, it was awful. So we were anticipating huge blowback from everything that happened with George Floyd and everybody was just sick of everything, you know, right? sick of all the unrest and everything going on. So we had to sit down and have the conversation with Hugo and we just said, dude, this is what's going on. It's not okay. Right. And we've got to use our voice to say something. Right. So, so good. That's it. You know, it's one of those things that it's like, whenever those moments happen, um, they, they startle you enough to want to correct course and to change. And mm -hmm. to, um, I, I know, uh, for myself, it caused me to call a good friend of mine and say, you know, who is black. And for me to say, Hey, I do not understand what you're going through at all. Help me understand. Um, help me piece this together. And it was, it was one of the hardest phone calls I think I've ever had to make, you know, but I think it's amazing that you sat your son down and had that conversation with him. You know, anyone can have just a conversation about something casually, but what is different about a brave conversation? Brave conversation makes you uncomfortable. You have to be willing to either stand up for yourself or acknowledge that you were in the wrong. You know, admitting that you were wrong about something is a brave conversation as well. A brave conversation isn't always standing up for something. That's good. Um, so it's, it's that, oh, I'm so uncomfortable, almost nervous, butterfly. I kind of get like this cold sweat thing. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, that's how I know I'm having a brave conversation. Most of the time, that's how I know I'm having a right conversation as well. Yeah. Um, we don't grow unless we're uncomfortable. You know, big changes don't happen unless we are willing to make big changes within ourselves. So it's just being uncomfortable, always being uncomfortable. <laughs> it's true. Well, uncomfortableness like brings us to movement, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and that's, that's what we need. You know, and I think everybody wants their voice to be heard. Like everybody's like, I want my voice to matter and for it to count. And even for waves, like our, our, our core value and our vision is to, you know, help girls know their identity and start making waves for Christ in their home community and world. And so like, we're all like, we want to make waves. We want to have this voice that matters, but sometimes the way we go about making our voice heard and matter is not always the like best way. Sometimes it's actually destructive in how we do that. And so I just want to, I know like you had that initial conversation with your, your husband and your son, but like, where did you start the conversation outside of that? Did you prep for the conversation? What did that look like? Oh boy. Um, I, I am a, an absorber. I like to absorb a lot of information. I like to read a lot. I prefer to listen to people talking over listening to music, especially while I'm driving. Um, so I listen to a lot. Um, 
And I think in doing so, I can obtain a pretty good estimated guess. Yeah. You know, I, you know, you're an educated guess. Um, so that started and then my husband and myself, his name is Zach, we had conversations together about what this looks like. And then we reached this point in Tulsa where we were concerned that there was going to be serious things happening. Um, it never did, but it, it genuinely looked like we were about to start a war here for a while. And um, we felt the need to talk to him about it, about what was happening in his city with people that he knew and loved. And yeah, so just doing a, enough research to understand what you're actually talking about. Right. <laughs> I think a lot of times we like to just post things on social media and then just like leave it there. Like it's going to change the world. And, and it's like, there's actually a lot more changing that happens through face time and conversation and research and things like that. You're so right. Um, how did you, how did you decide to carry on the conversation even outside of that context? Like how did that kind of unroll? Well, when I started doing the research, I realized how ignorant I had been my whole life right. um, when it came to racial situations. Um, and it like broke me. I cried for almost three weeks straight. And I work for um, mental health seriously, and they could see that I was really broken. So we actually spent so many mornings. We spend an hour of more, uh, an hour each morning in prayer. Aww. And we would spend time after that talking about what's going on. How is it affecting us? Mm -hmm. affecting us. We would have debates. We would educate ourselves. We would just kind of see where everyone was at. Um, and it helped that I wasn't alone going through it, you know, that there were other people mm -hmm. acknowledging the same situation. So um, that's where it continued outside of the house was there. And then hearing other people go through the same process that I'm in, allowed it to continue and for, for me to feel safe about what I'm saying. Yeah. Not being ashamed to admit, like, I messed up a lot and right. I had a totally wrong mindset and it was totally subconscious. It wasn't like I purposefully thought or said certain things. It was just, this is what, yeah. There, unfortunately. Right. I love that you, the, outside of the home, you, you did that in a, in a community where it was safe first. Cause I think you're right. Like, um, even getting the language around, what if I say this and then I I'm on the news cause I didn't mean to say something wrong, but I did, you know, <laughs> like just be and it, just out of ignorance, just out of not yeah. knowing, but by being able to troubleshoot that with a, a community is a good place. Like where you feel safe. I think that's amazing. Um, but in the process, have you lost or gained any friends through the process? Um, cause I know like we all mess up in how we communicate and how we do things, but like, what has that been like for you? <sighs> um, I can honestly say that it's not that I've lost or gained friends. It's that I have a better understanding of people in general. 
That's good. I've also learned to keep my mouth shut more. (laughs) And um, one thing that you said earlier was we all want our voice to be heard. And when you are not the expert on something, maybe your voice shouldn't be heard. And that's that's okay. And I am not the expert on this. If you want to ask me about how to do a back handspring, I will teach you. (laughs) I am also an esthetician. So if you have questions about skincare, I would love to talk to you about skincare. (laughs) When it comes to eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to racial injustice, I don't know. I recently discovered that white privilege means that I don't have to actually think about my skin color when I'm in public and that other people do. And I didn't know that that was an issue. Right. And I like, that is huge. And so, you know, there are so many people that don't believe there are white privilege. There, there is white privilege and that's okay. That's where they're at. And then there are, you know, there's people all over the spectrum of what they believe and that's okay. So it's taught me just to kind of keep my mouth shut when it comes to it and, right. and open my ears more. Right. Um, I'm okay having difficult conversations. And I have reached out to my friends just like you and said, I need help. I need to understand this more. Can you please show me how I'm wrong? Growing up, being wrong was always such a bad thing. Right. And oh, I hated being wrong. I was even almost a know-it-all because I didn't ever want to be wrong. And now as an adult, I can see, this is going to sound so crazy, but there's almost like a joy in being wrong because you know that you're on the path to growth. Oh, that's And growing should never stop, no matter your age. Mentally, physically, emotionally, you should always be growing. So you're going to hit failures. You're going to make mistakes, but that's just one step into growing to be a better person. So good. That's so good. And I think there's such humility as you're talking about this. Like there's such humility to even say like, Hey, I don't have it all. I don't have all the answers. And I think that's one thing. Like we think that we've discovered everything and it's like, no, no, no. Like we're all, like what you said, we're all constantly growing and discovering and learning and until we reach heaven and glory, like we're not going to be fully developed and fully perfect, you know? Yeah. Um, And so I think that's amazing. You know, what is, um, you know, I think it's interesting as we have this conversation, it's like, there's so many things that we can kind of scooch to the side and just kind of press down and pretend like we're not seeing that. And even with the racism Mm. topic, like we can still kind of skirt around it, avoid it, like not speak up about it. Um, but even with that, like, why is it that we need to go on and have the brave conversation about it? Like, why is that necessary? I have been uh, on a quest to find that out over the last few months specifically. Knowing when to say something and when not to say something, when to keep the conversation going and when it needs to end. And I honestly feel like that is something that you will just know this needs to keep happening or, you know what, I'm okay letting this go. 
And it also depends on your audience. If it's to like a huge audience or if it's on a one-on-one conversation, you know, I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine that it did not end well. And I could have kept adding replies and adding replies and adding replies, but I realized it's not going to help him. It's not going to help me. It's only going to harm our friendship. And so I ended up just ending the conversation and that's okay to end a conversation. Um, You know, when it's about something that you're so passionate about, it's hard sometimes to stop those conversations. It is. Um, But then also, sorry, give me one second here. (laughs) It's (laughs) when you're speaking to such a broad, we'll talk about social media. We'll just say when you're being on social media and saying whatever you want to say, um, that's where ignorance and arrogance can take over. You can think that you're standing up for something, but you really are, you don't have a full understanding of it and your arrogance is taking over, your pride is taking over. Right. Um, and, and that's just not a good thing. No, you just need not. to stay humble about the process, about where you're at and make sure what you say is actually going to help someone. That's right. That question of, is it helpful? (laughs) I was just reading today in the word where it was talking about like, everything is permissible. Everything. I mean, we can go there, but is it the best idea? Maybe not. Depends like timing and the who and the how far is such a big part. And I think that's where like with the Holy spirit, you're just engaging with the Holy spirit to see like, have, do we need to stop? Do we need to keep going? You know? Thank you for bringing that up. That is why I paused earlier because I wasn't sure (laughs) where you draw the line with talking about the Holy Spirit. Some people fully embrace it. Some people don't. Um, Okay. um, To the younger people. I'm 33, so everyone's younger than me. I feel. I feel old. Okay. I recently tried to do a middle part. I look ridiculous. Okay. I'm just going to say. I look awful. I I looked at it and I was like, I don't think my bone structure was really made for this. Girls, I know y'all are all cringing. Brenna looks fantastic with the middle part. She rocked it. I mean, she can do it. Me, I don't, my face is not symmetrical. One side is much smaller than the other and the middle part only exaggerates that. So, (laughs) and I wear skinny jeans. It's okay. Okay. So, but the Holy Spirit, um, My son recently asked me, we were having conversation about the Holy Spirit and he has a hard time like knowing what is the Holy Spirit. And I'm sure you're teaching your girls how to listen to him and acknowledge him, but really it's just that quiet voice that's on the inside. And as a kid, I wanted it to be like this loud booming voice because I wanted to know when I was you know, needed correcting. Um, and the Bible says he's a still small voice on the inside of us. And I think he's a still small voice. So we take those pauses. Yeah. To listen because he's not. Take those pauses to search inside of us. Is there a still small voice? Okay. Yes. There is. Let me hear what it has to say. 
Right. He's not going to be screaming in your ear that you're wrong. No. You have to take those breaths. Right. It's true. And that's where, I mean, I think you just have to yield, like, like we were just saying, just yielding to the Holy Spirit and yielding to his voice. And sometimes like when you hear his voice, you think it's going to sound like a man from heaven and it, it sounds like you, you know, and it even speaks in your language and that's because, and, but why wouldn't God speak to you in your language? Like, of course he would. Yep. (laughs) So good. That's so, so good. Um, well, Whitney, I have just loved having you on here just to discuss like brave conversations that you've been having and, and even just having this brave conversation together, you know, where can girls keep up with you, with the ministry you work with? Um, where can they follow you? I'm on Instagram. Yeah. You'll laugh at me because it's really about my weight loss. I'm not losing weight, but I'm working out. Um, (laughs) And it's me just complaining about how much it hurts. Uh, can't even tell you my handle. I think I'm at Whitney. Uh, we'll put Whitney it B. Baldwin, I think. <laughs> we'll put it's it in, something. The, in the details, um, in the handle. And uh, we just want to thank you again, Whitney, for being on here and for having these Thanks. great conversations. Um, girls, we just want to remind you that, again, Um, We have monthly Waves Worship Nights that are going on right now. We have one more um, for this spring, and it's for high school only. It's in Niceville, Florida, and um, we are so pumped about that. And then we have a youth, uh, just a Waves Leadership Retreat that's going to be happening on April 23rd and 24th. I don't know if there's still spots available, but just check online. Um, There's only 25 that are allowed to come or that we have availability to come, but we're going to have a whole weekend for those in leadership, um, beach bonfire worship, some word. Um, it's going to be a blast girls. Um, but our girls conference is November 5th and 6th. And you want to make sure and get signed up for that this summer. Um, it's one conference in two locations this year. And so we're super stoked uh, for that November 5th and 6th girls. We hope that you will start making waves. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.